You know, I always say that if you love my show, please support my sponsors. Well, Blessa.co is a sponsor that you'll want to go and support because all I'm asking you to do is to visit their website, B-E-L-L-E-S-A dot C-O, which is a completely free site that has all kinds of things to explore. Yes, for free. From sensual adult movies to erotic fiction and current event articles, Balesa has so much to offer. They view sexuality through a feminine lens, and I have to say it's so refreshing to see adult content portrayed in this way. So please drop in at balesa.co and get lost in the incredible amount of content they have to offer for free. Adam and Eve is one of the most respected names in the adult industry. Trust me, I used to work for them. They are an awesome company. And what makes them even more awesome is the deal they are giving exclusively to my listeners. Just enter code HOLLY at checkout for your 10 free gifts, including free shipping. They have everything from adult movies to sex toys to lingerie, books, you name it. So go to adamandeve.com and enter HOLLY, that's H-O-L-L-Y, at checkout to enjoy this special offer. Abigail Mack is an adult film actress who's captured the hearts of many. She's sexy and gorgeous, but she's also really goofy and quirky. And it's this concoction of the approachable sexy girl that has skyrocketed her to the top of her industry. So now, here on Holly Randall Unfiltered, please welcome Abigail Mack. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Today, I have the beautiful Miss Abigail Mack. Hi, Abigail. Oh, thank you. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. Hump day today. Yes. Yes. Hump day. Maybe this episode to help everyone get over the hump. Yes. I don't know. I think that our schedules are so interesting that Mm -hmm. like... It's Wednesday, okay, but it really doesn't matter like what day it is because we don't really have like a Monday through Friday. At least I don't right. schedule. I do try to not uh, book shoots on the weekends mm-hmm. um, because my boyfriend is a nine to five. So okay. you know, for us to like kind of be able to spend time together. Um, but obviously, that doesn't always work out. I mean, I'm teaching um, my workshops actually this Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, you're right. It's it's which is kind of nice too, though, because it means that you can have days off that are weekdays, and yeah. you could like go to the beach like you know where everybody is not at I love having days off on the weekdays because no one is out I mean in LA they kind of are but it's way less crowded on the weekdays yeah where Mm -hmm. I find like I actually try to do certain activities that most people do on the weekends Mm -hmm. on weekdays because I just know it'll be less crowded or go to like one of your favorite restaurants on a weeknight instead of a Saturday night Mm -hmm. you don't have to like make a reservation you just walk right in get a good table like it's way better yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. Your outfit, by the way, oh. is so fucking adorable. Thank so, you. for those of you who are just listening, she's wearing a bra with like a see-through top with a like a bow, mm-hmm. and it's it's so fucking cute. And I'm wearing mm-hmm. Uggs and a sweater. You know, I think you look really cute. And while it looks nice, I feel like this fabric makes you sweat a lot. Do you mm. ever notice that? It's like this yes. crepey type, I don't know, see-through, but it's just like... It's not like comfortable. This is wet, like under here. It's just moist. I mean, I put on deodorant, but I'm going to stink in an hour. <laughs> like, unless I just like sit like this the whole time. 
It's moist. Oh my god! See, this is what I love about you, and this is why I think everybody loves you because you're very popular, right? You're definitely oh, at you. the top of your game. And um, until recently, apparently, you had 1.2 million followers on Instagram. Yes, and then they deleted your Instagram, but you're going to yeah. get the account back. Well, they suspended me, and so it's kind of in—I don't know what you would call it like litigation right now, where they're kind of like going. <laughs> it's an over Instagram it. court. It is pretty much like the Instagram police got me. Um, but if you gain too many followers during a day or a couple days, uh-huh. they will ban your account or suspend your account. Because they think that you're because um, they buying think, followers. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that can happen, which has happened to me before. Um, and then if a lot of people report you, they have to do something about it. Mm-hmm. So no, none of my pictures violate anything. Mm-hmm. So if you just look at it, I know I'll get my account back, but sometimes it takes like a week. So, But sometimes I've heard that they've deleted girls' accounts like, and they've because they don't have to give you a reason cuz no. it's like a private service no. you know so like they don't need to you, you don't you don't get due process yes and i've heard you know girls have had like pictures of them with their dogs like deleted like just yeah. insanely arbitrary photos that mm-hmm. aren't even remotely close to anything that would violate their terms. Yeah, and that is just, if you have a lot of people just, oh, that girl's uh, in the adult entertainment yeah. industry and they're just reporting all your photos or just reporting your account, they'll suspend your account just because so many people are reporting you. Right. So it's kind of like this weird thing. When you can go on, like I follow um, Sports Illustrated because yeah. I think they have beautiful photos and they have literally naked photos of women yep. saying, oh, we should feel empowered by our bodies. We shouldn't be ashamed of our bodies unless you're an adult performer. Then it's not okay. And not Sports Illustrated says that, but Instagram, which is owned by Facebook, mm-hmm. kind of says that. Yeah, I've gotten a post taken down because I had too much cleavage. I'm like, I have big breasts. There's yeah. no, if I wear a tank top, I have cleavage. There's yeah. no way around that, even if I don't wear a bra. So it's right. kind of like, I should be ashamed of my breast size or, yeah. you know, so it's kind of a, I don't know. I don't want to say triggered, but it gets a little triggery to yeah. me. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it's interesting. I mean, and you're absolutely right the way that the adult performers are targeted they um, are. simply because of what they do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they, they try to apply this like kind of taking your power back and sex positive yeah. thing with with women who aren't it's like anybody but an adult performer can speak on that yes. for some reason mm-hmm. like you would think that you would have the most knowledge and experience in that area of yeah you know taking sexually taking control of your body and your mm-hmm. career and yeah starting a business based on your sexuality but mm-hmm. like that's you know and i think i would understand if people were linking like really graphic pornographic sites mm-hmm. But I don't link anything. I don't even put like a dot com yeah. on like a photo or a swipe up or anything. The only right. swipe ups I do, like there's a screen, like everything's blocked. You don't see any nudity or mm-hmm. pornography or anything. So right. I can see where there is a gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's just about, you know, loving your body and, you know, mine's about my brand and about mm-hmm. all the things that I'm doing. So it kind of sucks, you know? Yeah. yeah. And it's unfortunate too that they've they have so much power now. You know, because that's the way that we're able to directly market ourselves yeah. to our fans and to our audience because yeah. the entire like structure has changed with the internet. Mm-hmm. So if like Instagram bans you, it's yeah. actually like a fucking problem. Yeah. It's not because, you know, it's, it's different than most people who are on Instagram to just like, you know, check up on their friends and mm-hmm. show off this lifestyle that they don't really have and yeah. seek validation from strangers and all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. But when it's actually like significant part of your business and yeah. your advertising, it's like, I don't know, it makes me nervous that they have so much 
power in that yeah. sense because I, I'm the same way. You know, I also rely on social media too. Yeah, promote my brand and it's like a swipe up can get you five more followers or subscribers or mm-hmm. something like that, which is that's my brand. You know, like that's right. how I make my money. Not the only way I make my money, but a big part of it. So mm-hmm. like with like OnlyFans or clips and stuff. I'm like, oh, swipe up to see this, you know? Mm -hmm. And of course it goes to like my OnlyFans is all blocked. You can't see what's on the post, so it's not explicit. But still, it's like, great, I just lost so many people, you know, because I can't do a swipe up today. Like, which sucks, which is kind of like not a huge issue, but it's just kind of a bummer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's such a bummer. I'll get it back. You will. You will. Yeah. We have faith in that. Yeah. Um. So, so what I was saying before I kind of got derailed on the Instagram thing was, um, I think what because I always like like to try to imagine why a certain person has reached a certain level of popularity because different people appeal to like different different things, mm-hmm. and I think like for you, I don't know, what do you think makes you successful? Actually, let me let me preface it with that. Um, you know, I think it's a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never really geared my brand towards one type of mm-hmm. thing. Like I've done like the glamour thing, but I've also done kind of the more, you know, more raunchy, edgy stuff mm-hmm. too. The girl girl, I've done boy girl. So I'm kind of like a well-rounded performer because mm-hmm. I work for everyone, I think. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing for me is personality. Mm-hmm. I've always tried to um, show who I am to people, be relatable, show people I'm a real person, not take myself too seriously. You know, I feel like, if you're a beautiful girl, that's great, but there are millions of beautiful girls on the internet. Like, mm-hmm. what stands you apart from that? Mm-hmm. So, you being your own person, people are like, oh, wow, like I do that too, or I can really relate to her on this, or wow, she's really silly and funny and like doesn't care if she doesn't wear makeup today or whatever. So, I think that's really helped at least my brand. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what I was going to say. You're like that approachable, mm-hmm. sexy girl, you know? So, yeah. you're beautiful, you're sexy. Um, but guys, I think also feel like like if they went up and talked to you, like mm-hmm. you wouldn't shun them. Yeah, you know, like you come off approachable, and like you said, like goofy, and like yeah. you make silly faces, mm-hmm. and like you don't take yourself seriously, which yeah. for me is one of my favorite traits when it comes to people because I think a lot of us take ourselves like way too seriously. Too seriously. I used to be like that too. Yeah. I used to take myself seriously, especially like in school, like mm-hmm. worrying about my grades and mm-hmm. my appearance. Like when you're in high school, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to worry about how my hair is yeah. and what outfit I'm wearing I today. I think everybody takes everything way too seriously in high school. Yeah, and now yeah. it's just like, who cares? Like real life isn't like that. You yes. know, like, yeah, I can be sexy and cute on camera, but that's mm-hmm. not who I am in real life. Like I just right. want to eat a cheeseburger and hang out and watch Netflix or you know what I mm-hmm. mean, which is like pretty normal in my opinion. So it's like, yeah, if you come up to me, like just come say hi, you know, like yeah. yeah. So what do you do like in your day to day life? Like what besides obviously working? Yeah, besides working, if I do get time off I'm at the beach a lot. Mm-hmm. So um, there's this new thing, which I don't know if you've heard of them. It's called Bird and their Bird Scooters. Have you I've seen this? I've been seeing them everywhere. This is my new favorite thing okay, to do. That's, I'm so glad that you brought this up because me and my boyfriend were talking about this and we were trying to figure out like how this thing works because they're just yeah. like randomly in they're random everywhere. neighborhoods. Literally, it's an app. It's an app on your phone, and it'll show you um, where like the most charged ones are, and Mm -hmm. even ones that aren't very charged. But you want to get one that's like 100% charged or Mm -hmm. 90% charged. And um, it's literally an app. It'll tell you where it is. You walk there, you scan it there, and you have it. Like literally, you just take it out for the day. So my favorite thing to do lately is wake up, 
go get a scooter with my man, ride around, you know, Venice, Santa Monica, that area. Um, I have one of my favorite spots where you can go and get, like, a beer, some fish tacos, lay on the sunshine and just chill. Mm -hmm. Like, that's my favorite kind of day. Mm -hmm. Or even, like, I love grocery shopping. I don't know (laughs) what it is, but I love doing, like, normal people things. So hanging out, being in the sunshine, going grocery shopping, maybe going home, making an amazing meal together. Mm -hmm. I love... um, yeah, just like hanging out and having a good time and living actual life. Mm-hmm. I really like to do because I don't get to do it very often. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. I, it's funny. It's like the same thing for me. Okay, so I'm so glad that you... So with the bird scooters, mm-hmm. first, we just I just have to know. It's so much fun. Do you just leave it wherever you want? Yeah, well, you can't leave it like in front of a business or okay. something like that. But like um, a lot of times there's a grocery store really close to my house. Mm-hmm. And so I will just park it like on the sidewalk by the grocery store, just not in front of their doors or Mm -hmm. anything. And I mean, I see 10 to 15 of them there a day. Or even um, in my area, they have bikes you can rent too. So you can like leave them by the rental bikes and Mm -hmm. things. But yeah, you can pretty much leave them anywhere. Because I've seen them like on the street, like in the middle of a residential neighborhood, like just randomly Crazy. I don't know if you're supposed to do that, but I think people are very irresponsible and do, which they'll come and like pick them up and I think move them. But Mm -hmm. if you haven't rented the scooter and you try to move it, it'll like alarm will sound off on the actual scooter. Like you can't, it won't work and a big alarm will go off. So you can't just like take them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're like running down the street with like all these like loud alarm scooters. That's actually kind of brilliant. Yeah. And there's chips in them too. So they know exactly where they are. So they literally have to destroy it. So the people wouldn't know where the scooters were. So you can't steal them, you know, without ruining them. God, fucking technology is amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. And you're supposed to wear helmets with them, but nobody does. Of course not. I mean, I do because I'm like, my helmet's awesome and it's really cool. (laughs) But it's like safety first because people drive really crazy. Yeah. Especially in my area. I mean, anywhere in LA. But um, yeah, I recommend wearing a helmet, everyone. Follow the rules. Safety first. Safety first. (laughs) Seriously. So okay, so another thing that I know that you're really big into, and um, I always am so jealous looking at your posts, is you're really into fitness. I love fitness. Yes, yeah, you are too, though. I see you boxing all the time. I know, but I'm still fat. No, you're no, <laughs> no, you're not. No, you saying that people are like, oh my god, <laughs> really? No, you are not. It's just this, like, I think it's as I've gotten older, it's like the midsection's a problem. I think happens. that the midsection is everybody's problem. Yeah, I just it's, honestly, it's it's my eating. My eating is not good. It's not as good as it could be. But um, okay, so about you. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you do like lifting and all of that, right? Yeah. Um, well, when I first started the industry, I was doing a lot of like elliptical cardio mm-hmm. and stuff, and I wasn't really seeing a change in my body. Like I got a little bit thinner, maybe, but it was like. I hate that like skinny fat term, mm. but it was kind of like that where like mm-hmm. I didn't have shape. Like I had pancake butt, you know, like mm-hmm. white girl pancake butt, and I wanted like a lifted booty, and I just wasn't in love with my body. Like a lot right. of people liked it, but I mean, when you first shot me, like when you first shot me for twisties, like five years ago, mm-hmm. like my body was very different than what it is now. It was like just not developed. I feel, mm-hmm. and so I decided to change because I actually got on Instagram like five years ago and I started following a lot of fitness models. Mm -hmm. And they had very similar body types to me. They were kind of short, a little bit curvier, um, but athletic-y. Right. And they're like, don't do cardio, just lift. They're like, I never do cardio. I literally just lift weights. I'm like, okay, well, I'll try that. So me and my mom started going to the gym and just lifting and my body within a week just started 
completely changing. Hmm. After that, I fell in love, and I just lift pretty much six, seven days a week now. Wow. Yeah, I I can't not. It just, not only does it change my body, but it it changes my mind, and it changes Mm. my mood, and I feel less stressed out. It's just, it changed my life. I just, I love it. So you don't do any cardio anymore? No. If I do any cardio, it'll be like, I'll just get on the treadmill and like do an incline like a 12 incline and I'll mm-hmm. just walk on it for mm-hmm. like 20 to 30 minutes I maybe do that once or twice a week mm-hmm. and that's about it yeah yeah if I want to lean down for like AVN I will do more cardio because mm-hmm. I usually like shred out like five or so pounds for AVN because you know everybody's taking weird awkward pictures of you <laughs> oh, <yeah. I laughs> so you want to like yeah. look as good as possible yeah. but um during the year I don't do a lot of cardio interesting the less cardio I do the bigger my butt is Mm, so okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I've actually stepped up my cardio recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I started doing Orange Theory. Have you ever? I love Orange Theory. Yeah, it's so really good. Doing... But that's both. That's cardio and weights. You're right. 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 Mm-hmm. But and I've always done like weight. Like at Box and Burn, I've always done weights. And mm-hmm. obviously, there's cardio when you're in the ring boxing. But it's yeah. not. It's not the same as running. Mm-hmm. And so I found that now that I've started doing the running with Orange Theory, it's actually helped my stamina and boxing as well. Yeah. And it's kind of helped everything. And my brother is like a big. My brother's um, an ultra runner. Uh huh. So he's doing a hundred mile race this summer wow 100 fucking miles like that's non like they run non-stop they don't stop they run for like 28 hours straight and I don't, don't sleep i don't understand i don't understand either i couldn't do it's it it's insane to me i would run for 15 minutes and die yeah but i i, I don't really like running i don't like running just because i've hurt my right knee mm-hmm. really seriously three oh, times. oh yeah it's like so bad for you it well, I think some people are built for it. Yeah. Because like, I've definitely known friends who just like, they're just natural runners. Like, mm-hmm. they just, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, ever since a young age, they just loved it. They wanted to run, they get a high off it, it makes mm-hmm. them happy. Um, so, you really have to find the fitness that works for you. You know, yeah. I have friends that just do yoga or just do Pilates, and that's what they love, and their mm-hmm. bodies look amazing. Yeah. So, um, it really just depends on your body type, you know, what you want to look like, how you want to feel, what your goals are. So, I mean, if you're doing anything for fitness, I think it's great. You yeah. Know? Yeah, it's hard to get into because I honestly, like, I hated exercising my whole life. Like, mm-hmm. I just hated it. I rode horses all through my childhood, so that was always, like, my sport. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so when I stopped, I just, like, I don't know. I would go to the elliptical, on the elliptical machine for, like, 20 minutes and yeah. read, like, People magazine mm-hmm. and think like that was a workout, and so it what, is though it is a workout. You're moving your body, yeah, but it's not really. <laughs> <laughs> it's better than nothing. It's better than nothing. That's true, but um, but I wasn't really seeing any changes. The changes that I wanted, mm-hmm. and so when I started boxing, that's that's what changed everything for me. Was yeah. boxing um, because suddenly I found this sport that. Um, that I just really liked and I really connected to. Mm-hmm. And as a woman, I really liked the feeling of empowerment that mm-hmm. it gave me, you know, like the feeling that I could defend myself yeah. if I wanted to. I totally couldn't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes you I like could, to think though. that I could. You know, if you're if, in a situation, like you they are teaching you self defense, which in a, lot a way, of women don't know. But the problem is, and this is actually why I've been thinking about moving into other forms of self defense, is that. Usually, when a woman's attacked um, mm-hmm. by a man, he's not going to come up to you facing you and be an arm's length away and be like, "Put him up." You know, they're mm-hmm. going to grab you from behind. Or, yeah. And like, once someone's got me in pl- close proximity, like, I can't, I can't throw a punch. I can't. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do. Yeah. So I think, um, like, the next step would be, you know, jujitsu or and MMA, or mm-hmm. some yeah, kind of MMA, something, something yeah. like that. But I haven't managed to 
make it there yet. Yeah, and uh, jujitsu, they teach you, it's like the sport for the little guy. Mm-hmm. You know, they teach you, like, if you're a smaller person, which is great for women, you know, if someone does grab you from behind, it teaches you, okay, how can you get out of that? Yeah. You know, or how can you hit their knee or something to really get out of that situation? Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I want to get into boxing just because I feel like punching stuff would really make me feel amazing. Yeah. Um, but also some form of mixed martial arts as well. Yeah. Because I, I love the UFC. I watch it all the time. It's yeah. like, oh, this is amazing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And some of these people are like, you know, these guys are 125 pounds mm-hmm. and they're just rocking people. Yeah. It's like, that's nuts. Like, yeah. What you can do with your body is limitless. It just really depends on what you want to do. It is kind of insane, actually. I mean, mm-hmm. the human body is an amazing thing if you treat it right. Yeah. Um, there's something just so with boxing. I don't know. There's something so satisfying about the sound of when your glove hits the mitt in the right way. Mm-hmm. It's just like that smack. Like, yeah, I just love that. I don't know. There's something very satisfying about that. Yeah, sometimes I have dreams of punching people too, and I remember waking up like so satisfied, like oh, because I would never like really punch someone in real life. Yeah. I'm not a fighter. I just don't think it's appropriate yeah. at all, <laughs> unless I was defending myself. Right, right, right. But like starting fights, I think is extremely childish. Yes. And there's no point to it. Yes, but. I have these dreams where like I actually do it and I like I punch somebody and I'm like, oh, this is the greatest feeling just to, like to let out that aggression yeah. and resentment to some people. Yeah. That to do it, you know, at a boxing where like people are actually protected and know what they're doing mm-hmm. would be an amazing release. I yeah. Think. Yeah, you should definitely try it out. It's yeah. it's 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 a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's but there's more women in my classes than men. Oh, that's cool. Uh, like seventy five percent women and men. That's really cool. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Yeah. Just go punch some stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's nice. <laughs> I like it. I mean, I've been going for like almost five years now, which is wow. crazy. I know. Yeah. It's so bizarre. Because if you punch someone wrong, you can break your hand. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 So yeah, they yeah. actually teach you how to do that. Yeah. There's certain knuckles that you want to try to connect mm-hmm. with. So yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So, um, okay. So, fitness. And then I, <laughs> now when I posted on my Patreon that you were coming on, everybody mm-hmm. got really excited and I got all these comments. And, um, this one guy asked if I could ask you what the status is with a certain handsome fellow that apparently mm-hmm. is on your social media named Zach. Yeah. I believe he is your boyfriend. Yes, he is. Mm-hmm. So how when how long have you guys been dating? Where'd you meet? Yeah, so uh, Zach and I have been together in July. will be 10 years. Wow. Yeah, so a very, very long time. We met in college in Mm -hmm. Oregon. He was going to the University of Oregon. Mm -hmm. I was going to Lane Community College because I was one of those girls going, I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Mm -hmm. And I was taking like sign language and like business classes and just like random stuff that I thought I'd be interested in. Um, And we were both working at Alpex Steakhouse at the same time. Oh, really? Yeah, putting ourselves through school because our parents weren't paying for our school. We were paying for our school ourselves. So we had to work. and we just kind of hit it off because he, I'm like, oh, where are you from? He's like, oh, I'm from the D.C. area. I'm like, oh, I'm from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of had that Maryland connection. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just started hanging out. <clears throat> we were, at that point, being 19 years old, I was a big partier, mm-hmm. big drinker, you mm-hmm. know, and he was the same. And so uh, for about a month, we were just like party friends, you mm-hmm. know, and then we became best friends and then I remember one day he's like, hey, do you want to go to Saturday Market with me? Because mm-hmm. uh, in Eugene, they have the most incredible like Saturday Farmer's Market mm-hmm. pretty much I've ever been. And in Oregon, there is a Farmer's Market literally every single day of the year mm-hmm. just because you're surrounded by farms. Everything's yeah. farm to table. It's yeah. crazy. And we kind of had this connection towards food. And we both grew up in 
you know, just like a very standard American diet type. Like our parents weren't really into nutrition. Mm-hmm. But Zach and I were. We're like, oh, we can get like these fresh figs this time of year. Maybe we should eat seasonally and see what we can do playing with our diet. Um, and so we really had like this bond of kind of figuring out life in a different way mm-hmm. and like eating different, living different. How can we live better for the environment? How can we have less waste? And we really connected on that. And after a month, we just we were best friends. And then we just moved in together. And then we just have been together ever since. Wow. Yeah. That sounds like a really natural, organic way for things to come about. Yeah, it was really random because I had dated someone, the same person throughout high school. I think we broke up for like six months or something Mm -hmm. and we got back together. And then I moved in with him after high school. Mm -hmm. And then he wanted to pretty much get married and have kids. And I was like, no, I'm 18, Mm -hmm. 17. Actually, I graduated when I was 17. And then I moved to Oregon, and I was like, okay, I'm out of this relationship. I've been in for like four years. Mm-hmm. I do not want a relationship at all. And then I meet Zach, and we've of been together course. ever since. Oh, my God. So you like haven't been single in like I was single ever? for like I was single for like six months after um, I broke up with my ex. And in I high kinda, school. Yeah, I broke up with him <laughs> so right after high school. So last you were single was in high school. It was like right after high school. Yeah, when I was like 18 to 19, somewhere <laughs> six months in there, I was single. Wow. Yeah. So how um, so how does he handle you being in the adult business? Because I know that that's something that a lot of guys have issues with. Yeah, they do. Um, you know, I'm not going to say it's been perfect because it hasn't. And mm-hmm. someone who says that, oh, you know, our relationship is so good, they don't care at all. It's not true. They're mm-hmm. going to care sometimes and things need to be discussed. But what I found really works for us is complete transparent honesty exactly how you're feeling exactly what's going on you know um but i remember before i got in the industry i was a webcam model mm-hmm. and he's like this is great he's like you don't have to work as hard because working in a restaurant is hard work you oh, know yeah. you're there for eight 12 hours and you're on your feet the whole time people are yelling at you they want to know where their food you're carrying is. 40 40 pound trays yeah. on your shoulder yeah. and you're just running around and it's a very physically demanding job for I mean, it's okay money, but I mean, mm-hmm. I remember if I get a hundred bucks in tips, I'm like, oh my God, I did really, really good today. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited, which now I'm like, oh my gosh, I was working so hard for yeah. such little money. Yeah. I think I was making like five, five fifteen an hour, you know? Wow. And so you get a paycheck every two weeks for like 120 bucks or oh something. God. So you literally worked for tips. Mm-hmm. Um, now I lost my train of thought where I was even going with that, but you were yeah. working too hard as a waitress. Oh, yeah, working too so hard as a waitress. you were doing cam modeling. Doing cam modeling. Um, and he's like, this is really great. He's like, you can work literally for two to four hours and make the same amount of money that, or more money. Mm-hmm. And we were living in Oregon. I had a two-bedroom apartment, like really pretty nice apartment backyard. I think we were paying five ninety nine or six ninety nine a month for this place. Wow. And we had a roommate. So... Us, we were splitting like three or four hundred bucks a month in rent, mm-hmm. and so one day in webcam, I was making, you know, rent, and yeah. like two days in webcam, I was making all of our bills, and then um, Digital Desire reached out to me and like, oh, we want you to come to LA to do like solo stuff. I was like, oh, you know, I'm thinking about trying this out. He's like, well, you know, just go. See if you like it as long as you're safe. Mm-hmm. You know, like make sure everything's legit. That's kind of how he was is like make sure everything is legit. You never get put in a bad situation. Your hotel's paid for. He's like, make sure you just know all the information And that first. was just solos, right? Yeah, it yeah, was just solo. Digital, yeah, they just did solos and girl, girl. I think they did a little bit of girl, girl, and I think they do now, but they do mostly solo and then yeah. pretty pictures. Mm-hmm. And then they usually like sell them to Hustler or whatever mm-hmm. and yep. do all of that. 
Um, so I did that, and I was like, you know, I really like this. Maybe I'll just go down and just do Girl Girl and just see if I like it. And he's mm-hmm. like, that's great. And he had no problem with that at all. Mm-hmm. He's like, you want to go on camera and have sex with beautiful women? He's like, I'm into it. He's yeah. like, that's awesome. And if you can make a living doing it, great. Also, we were in Oregon. We loved Oregon. Oregon's probably my favorite state in the United States. But it rains nine months out of the year. Mm-hmm. It's just gets really hard after a while. Where yeah. It literally does not stop raining. Yeah. It's just straight rain for nine months. And you don't see the sun at all. Right. So we love the people. We love the city. We love the agriculture. But we're like, let's go to LA just to see if we like it for a while. It's sunny all the time. So mm-hmm. that'll be great. So we came down here. And I had my girl girl career for about like three years. Mm-hmm. And so for those three years, everything was good. Great. He got a... Um, a managing position at like a health juice bar slash um, they also do like IV therapies and things like that, like a really Mm -hmm. wellness place, which Mm -hmm. he went to school for like nutrition and gosh, I'm trying to think of like what his official title was, Um, like a health coach pretty much, but like a naturopathic type. Yeah, yeah, like a homeopathic. Yeah, exactly that. And that's what he has his... Um, like degree in right and so he was doing kind of what he wanted and I was doing the girl girl thing but we were still in this place where I've always had this vision like how our life was going to be you know and like we were doing well but I wanted it to be bigger Mm -hmm. like I always wanted like a very not big life but I've always wanted a very adventurous life so Mm -hmm. I'm like where can what can we do to kind of put ourselves in a situation where we can travel whenever we want to and we can go um, see other cultures and do other things and really just, I want this big life. Mm -hmm. And so Digital Playground um, approached me and they wanted me to do my first boy-girl for them. Mm -hmm. And it was definitely like a long discussion. I was Mm -hmm. like, well, you know, it is kind of weird when you're in... um, kind of just a normal relationship, mm-hmm. you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm going to have sex with other guys. Yeah. You know, and for a yeah. lot of, um, I don't want to say like civilians, but mm-hmm. that's civilian people, it's like, oh, that's kind of crazy, yeah. you know. Um, but he always said, he's like, you know what, if this is what you want to do, um, I support you. It might be hard, mm-hmm. but um, as long as you're happy, I support you. So my very first boy-girl scene was, it was awkward, Mm. You know, it wasn't like, he wasn't angry, you know, he wasn't upset, but it was just kind of like, it was a different feeling. Yeah. You know, like, oh, like, bye, have a good day, even though you're going to go have sex with another man. Yeah. Until, you know, I started doing it more often and it's just great because I come home now and it's just like, it's so good to be with a man, not just for sex, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, we both come home to each other and, um, Having sex with someone in real life and having sex with someone in porn is so different. Yeah. It's just the connection is different. The feeling is different. Like, it's such a more real, intimate experience that. Well, you're not putting on a show for. There's no show. Yeah. Like, I don't have to wear my makeup. I don't have to open up. There's nothing like that. It's literally. You don't have to fuck sideways. Yeah. Or on a desk or on a cement, on a slab of cement or like in a pool in January. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and um, our bond is so powerful. Like, 
I love him so much. I feel like I tell them this. I'm like, I want to slice you open so I can live inside of your body. Like, that's how much I love you. Wow. You know, like, that's, it's so, uh, like, <laughs> that is romantic. <laughs> that's how I feel. I'm like, I literally want to crawl inside of you and just live there. Like, Aww. you know, I don't know if you've ever felt like you want to eat your partner, but like, you just want to eat them yeah. because like, you love them so much. Yeah. So I feel like... That's how I feel about my boyfriend, too. It's gross. Yeah, it's really, really gross. I'm it's sorry really, to get sappy. Yeah, it's super gross. But like, it's just like, <laughs> I don't know. Like If you've been in love, you know that feeling. Yeah. It's just like this really powerful thing, and the sex is just amazing. It's different. It's just like something that I've never felt before with anybody mm-hmm. else. So that when you have that, nothing can come between you, yeah. you know? And on camera too like I've never done anything like super crazy like yes I do wild and crazy scenes but mm-hmm. I never do anything I haven't wanted to do right so um when I come home and I'm happy and I have a really good day he's like great I'm glad you're happy like that's awesome you had a really easy cool day and yeah it's just like okay now I have my whole other life that's not related to porn right right yeah. so do you find that you keep like out of the whole like porno drama stuff that goes on and like do you? Because for me, I don't know. I've been in the industry for a while, so I'm also mm-hmm. a little bit like jaded, I guess. But yeah. like, I generally don't go to adult events unless like I kind of have to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just don't really like. I have a whole like life, like you said, outside of porn, where I don't have a ton of friends in the industry, mm-hmm. like close friends. Um, so do you like kind of do the same thing? Do you find that you keep yourself personally like distant from work so you can have that that separation? And do you think it's healthy? Yeah. Um- I've never done like industry events or anything. The only ones that I'll do is like AVN. Yeah. And I'll do that kind of stuff. But I am a very guarded person. And it could be just from like past experiences with people or whatever. Mm-hmm. But for me, I find a hard time connecting with people mm-hmm. um, just because I feel like my life is so different. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a big drinker, I don't party. Um, I'm really into fitness. I'm really into cooking and all these things. Um, I like to hang out during the day, not at night, because I like to be in bed and cuddled up at nighttime. So I do have a couple of really close friends in the industry that we have so many similarities. And um, they're people that motivate me to be a better person, mm-hmm. you know, and not just, oh, like, let's just be hot and let's go out partying and go clubbing. <laughs> I'm like, well, I mean, I'm with my man. Like, I'm not trying to hook yeah. up with anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to get drunk. So I have to wake up in the morning and work out. Like, yeah. this is just not part of my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am very much a hermit. I do not go out very often. And when I hang out with the literally two to three friends that I have in the industry, like we'll go to Pilates or we'll go work out and then have lunch and mm-hmm. just do that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't do a lot of events. Um, sometimes I'll do like a business dinner or something yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah, but that's different. <laughs> yeah. It's funny because it's like all of the things that I thought was like so lame when I was younger, mm-hmm. you know, like in my early 20s, Yeah, um, thinking about like how the perfect Sunday would be like getting up early, going to the farmer's market, coming back and like taking a nap and then like maybe taking the dogs for a walk and then like cooking dinner and then mm-hmm. watching some Netflix show. That that would be like the perfect day for me. But that is 100, like all the, just the, the like what seemed to be like menial day-to-day tasks, like you mm-hmm. said, like going grocery shopping. Like, I love it. It's just great. I yeah. don't know. It, it's just like for me, I love, I'm the same way. I love that mm-hmm. kind of quiet lifestyle. Like yes. I got all the partying out of my way, out of the way when I was younger. Yeah. You know, and I remember going to the clubs and like, you remember like going out and it was like cold, but you didn't want to bring your coat to the club because you don't have a fucking <laughs> coat check, right? Yeah. So you'd be standing in line to get into the club. You're freezing your ass off. You're mm-hmm. in heels. You're so uncomfortable mm-hmm. and you have to wait like 
25 minutes hoping that like you're hot enough to get into the club maybe more I don't know oh my god and then you get in there and it's just a bunch of assholes who like pour their drinks on you and try to hump you and you you just then you just go home like just totally disillusioned yeah I've never um I've never done that I totally did all that um, shit but in when I was like younger I was in Eugene Oregon which is like a tiny little college town so there wasn't really clubs yeah um I mean there was bars so when I went out it I would go to um, a U of O football game, mm-hmm. and then afterwards we'd usually go to a dive bar or mm-hmm. something, and we'd just get, like, tall boys or beers yeah. or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But that was, like, my extent of going out. And then we'd get really drunk and then go to a friend's house and get more drunk and just pass out. Like, that was my going out. Or there'd be a house party. Because um, when I was in college, I partied a lot, and I had a two-bedroom house mm-hmm. right on campus. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, the party house. Oh, and my so, God. Mine was the same. So we would have like 50 people, like yeah. 100 people shoved in there, like speakers on the deck, beer pong, you know, yeah. everything just, I would do that. But that was my extent of partying, just like kind of the college scene partying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was the kind of partying I did back in college too. But then when I moved back to LA afterwards, I used to like, once I turned 21, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, they have the a really hip and- club scene here. Yes. You know, and I think it would yes. be different if I grew up in LA or I was in LA like, yeah. when I was younger. Maybe I would have done that, yeah. but I wasn't around that kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, because before it was in Santa Barbara, so the scene was very different, much more college town. Yeah. Like, I love, the, Santa, Barbara. I love Santa Barbara too. If I could live there, I would. I really would, but I have to live in LA because of work. But if I had a choice, one day. like 100%, I would live in Santa Barbara. Get some llamas and just live in Santa Barbara. I, know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I would totally do that. That's why I learned how to um, stand up paddleboard is in Santa Barbara because the water is so calm there. Mm-hmm. They're like, this is the best place to learn. I'm like, let's do it. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Santa Barbara's fantastic. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you got, you kind of already explained, I think, how you got into the business. Like mm-hmm. you were you were waitressing, mm-hmm. and then you got into webcaming, yeah. and then that progressed. So, were you doing um, what was webcaming like for you? Because I know it's very different from porn. Like, mm-hmm. did you get? Because I know that some cam girls have had like issues with certain fans that get a little bit too obsessed, or they do yeah. custom videos and they get really weird requests Mm -hmm. so do you have like any of those that kind of stand out in your mind (laughs) (laughs) yes when I first got into webcam I didn't know webcam was even a thing I didn't know that was something you could do and I had a girlfriend's like oh you should come over and webcam I'm like what are you talking about she's Mm -hmm. like come over bring a couple like bra and panty sets or whatever and then we'll just get on webcam would be super chill super easy I'm like okay and I was so nervous Mm -hmm. I remember because I wasn't used to like taking off my clothes. I've yeah. actually always been kind of a reserved person while mm-hmm. I'm wearing a see-through top. Um, <laughs> but, like, well, you're different now. Yeah, well... You've grown into who you really are. Yes, yes. You, you give them a little bit, cover others. Yes. You know, so I'm yeah, going to yeah. give this. I have long pants on. Yeah. But uh, growing up, I was really... I don't need, almost like ashamed to show my body. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if a lot of young... I'm, I'm sure a lot of young girls go through this, but... I mean, even in my school, if like our stomach showed, would be sent home. Mm-hmm. Um, if our skirt was too short, would be sent home. And I had parents, and you can't wear that. Those shorts are too short. You're not allowed to wear that. Mm-hmm. And I always felt a little uncomfortable, like showing my body ever, even in a swimsuit. I was like, oh my gosh, people are looking at me, and 
whatever. So I was over her house, and she's like, okay, just like, will you wear this bra and panty set? And I'm literally sitting in front of the camera. I'm like, there's hundreds of people looking at me, and I'm half naked. She's like, just relax. It's totally fine. And I wound up just like forgetting the camera was there, and we were just kind of like talking and having fun and Mm -hmm. making out and like Mm -hmm. doing crazy stuff. And she's like, all right, like we both made like $1,000. I'm like, what? (laughs) Coming from, you know, if I make $100 a night, I'm like, oh my gosh, I did really well tonight. I'm like, I cannot believe this world exists. You're telling me all I need is a laptop and turning on my camera and I can get on here and just like make dinner and then flash people if they want to see my tits or, you know, just be fun. She's like, yeah. And so I took that as, okay, well, I'll just take my personality, get Mm -hmm. on camera and then just like try to talk to people as Mm -hmm. long as possible um, and then try to make money that way. And um, you're talking about like all these like crazy fans. So with webcamming, you're always going to have two or three like really die hard fans. And sometimes mm-hmm. they cross the line. Sometimes mm-hmm. they don't. But I mean, I would do public chats and then go to private sometimes. Mm-hmm. And these people like I wouldn't even take off my clothes. We'd sit there for 30 minutes to an hour and they just talk to me mm-hmm. because they really want like that girlfriend experience, that connection with somebody. Yeah. Um, but there is. <laughs> there is a line where I'm trying to think of like which what I should and shouldn't say. <laughs> um, people become obsessed and possessive of you. Mm-hmm. So they try to tell you what you can and cannot do, mm-hmm. you know, because they've spent so much money on you or whatever. They're like, oh, I don't want you wearing this, or I only want you in stockings, or I only want you in these heels. I don't want you talking to this person. And that's when you have to kind of draw the line going, yeah. Word, I don't know you. We've yeah. never met. You know what I mean? Like, you can either enjoy me on camera and I'm going to be myself, or you can, you know, there's thousands of other girls who do it. But um, people do, after a while, start to become a little possessive mm-hmm. of you. And I think that makes a lot of girls uncomfortable. But you really just have to, like, put people in their place sometimes. Yeah. You know, like, like I don't want you ever using toys or I don't want you ever doing this. Yeah. You know, I've had... Well, I would imagine that probably there's a significant number of guys who, you know, have issues having relationships with women or haven't yes. had a relationship with a woman in a long time or before or, you know what I mean? And so mm-hmm. they don't... And so they, they, they meet somebody, they think they have a connection because they've never really had like a real human girlfriend connection mm-hmm. with somebody and then you tend to fulfill that for them, yeah. and then they think that it's more than it is. Yeah, you're literally their online girlfriend. Yeah. And they take it very, very seriously yeah. to where if anybody even says anything disrespectful to you on social media, they'll attack them, yeah. you know, like that yeah. sort of thing. Where you're just like, hey, you know what? Let's take a step back. I really appreciate you, but you're going too far. And I mm-hmm. feel like I've never had a situation where I haven't been able to talk to somebody and they've calmed down. Um, but the custom video things, the things I get requested. I do custom videos, but I'm really particular about like what I'm going to do. I don't right. just do everything, right. you know. But um, people want to just you to record yourself peeing yep. or pooping. Yep. Or um, they want you to do a video while you're on your period and masturbate and you know have your blood fill up the panties and then send the panties to them. Oh. <laughs> Um, I did one actual video that I thought was like a little funny. Um, they wanted me and another girl to just rub oil on our butts and just say 
shiny, honey, tushy tush or shiny, <laughs> honey, tushy buns the whole time. There were very, very specific phrases I had to say. And it was always just like, do you like my shiny, honey? Do you like my shiny, honey, tushy tush? Do you like her shiny, honey, tushy buns? And it had to be very, very specific. And if it wasn't the way he wanted it, then he got like really upset. Uh-huh. Um, I think that's like kind of the most you know stringent one that I've had because usually it's like okay what do you want yeah I'm gonna base it on what you want but it's not gonna be so crazy and over the top um another guy wanted me to just like spit on my butt and just rub in the spit into my butt for 15 minutes wow yeah I mean all sorts of stuff people want you to do yeah it's so interesting you know I always wonder like where these fetishes come from and like Mm -hmm. how they developed because they're just like so bizarre yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of crazy ones even incest is such a problem now in the industry yeah that a lot of people request like oh i want you to play my stepsister or Mm -hmm. say that you know things i'm like no i'm not i'm not doing that you know what i mean like it's just it becomes really really weird and i do think i'm like what happened to you as a child that made you feel this way? And I don't think that kinks are wrong. I think kinks are great as mm-hmm. long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody else and mm-hmm. everybody's happy. Cool. But there is a gray area mm-hmm. where it becomes illegal mm-hmm. and it shouldn't be done. And it yeah. shouldn't be um, celebrated either. Yeah. You know, when I go on to, because I do um, like Pornhub content and mm-hmm. things like that, and you're like, oh, what's what are the searches? Because you always look at, mm-hmm. if I'm going to make content, what are the most popular searches? Mm-hmm. So I can kind of gear my stuff to that so it gets more views. And incest, man, that's it's like... It's always that. Yeah. I know. I don't know where this whole thing came from. Yeah, I don't know. I, mean, I do not know. I guess it has some, there's got to be some explanation with like a different family dynamic now and like the rates of divorce skyrocketing and mm-hmm. like people losing their mother and their father and then getting a new family in there. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's got to have something to do with that. Yeah. I do think that maybe people being so glued to their phones and social media that they're not going out as much too mm-hmm. and meeting other people. So they're staying at home more mm-hmm. and maybe they do have a step sibling and that's the only girl or only boy they really ever see besides mm-hmm. in school because they're not going out and participating in, I don't know, just going out to coffee or going out to dinner with some friends or something and meeting other people that they're so glued on their phone all the time that mm-hmm. the only real people are their family around them. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I definitely think that people need to get out of their house more yeah. and live life more. Yeah. Like being on the phone and being so glued to the internet all the time is, I think, a big problem and it's developing a lot of different problems in people's lives. Do you find that you have an issue like struggling with like because I, I just I've started acknowledging this recently mm-hmm. um, that I've noticed I've totally become like addicted to my phone in a yeah. completely unhealthy way and mm-hmm. I'm now trying to make points where like I'll take my phone and I'll like put it somewhere mm-hmm. and I'm like don't go near that thing yeah. for 20 minutes and I'll find my like just absent-mindedly looking for it mm-hmm. or like just being like driven like I gotta see what if someone emailed me and they need yeah. to know the answer right now like mm-hmm. and it's just totally unnecessary yeah but it's become like a weird addiction yeah it is a crazy addiction like oh did anybody post or did anybody say anything for me I'm like I'll post something an hour later. I'm like, oh, I should check the comments in case there's like some really negative ones yeah. in there. I need to like delete. Yep. Same with the YouTube and stuff like that. Oh my I'm god, like, what is it about YouTube? It's the worst. People are so fucking mean on YouTube, or they just say really gross, like degrading stuff. Yeah. To where and a lot of it's really, really misspelled, so you know it's like an eight or a twelve year old saying it. Yeah. 
And I'm just like, where are your parents? Like, yeah. What is happening? But a lot of times I'm like, oh, I have to check this, make sure there's not anything like crazy on there. Because I don't want other people to see that either. Yeah. You know, because you don't know who's following you or yeah. if there's like a young girly boy seeing that and then they see these like horrible, like crazy worded mm-hmm. comments. I'm like, I just don't want that spam on my pages. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, picking up my phone is definitely, I really try when I'm out to eat, I never touch my phone and keep it in my bag the mm-hmm. whole time because I feel like that's like the craziest thing when you're out to eat with somebody, especially a friend, mm-hmm. and you're talking to them and they're like, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll say something like, put your phone away. Yeah. We're out to eat right now. You can text somebody in an hour, put you know, your phone away. Have you ever done like um, that that game? It works especially well, well when you go out with a bunch of people mm-hmm. and everyone has to put their phones away and whoever grabs their phone first has to pay for dinner. Oh, that's a good one. Right? I'm going to start doing that. Yeah. And then like, and then, you know, everybody, mm-hmm. but you'll, it's funny because one person will absentmindedly do it, go for their phone. Because it's become such a habit. I'm ordering a bottle of wine now. You're paying for it. <laughs> Get the lobster. Seriously. Every the most expensive thing on the menu. That's a good idea, but then I'd feel bad. I'd be like, no, I'll pay. Like, you know, like I'll pay my share. It would make everybody more conscious, though, of, yeah. you know, how they do that. Yeah. I usually just call people out and like, put your phone away. Yeah. Like, look at my face, eye contact, and talk yeah. to me. Because yeah. so many people, especially younger people now, like me looking at you and having a conversation, I don't know if you notice it with like the younger girls coming in. Oh yeah, in, they don't do eye contact. It's almost like yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I do like look around a lot when I'm talking, so I feel like <laughs> I think I'm looking up into my brain, even though I'm not when I'm thinking a lot. Yeah. But I'll do this a lot, and I'll yeah. look around and talk. But right. yeah, like not being able to hold any sort of eye contact at all. Yeah, like this is also a phone problem. Yes, like it's just doing this so often when you look at someone it makes you feel so uncomfortable and so right. much anxiety you can't even Because you're it. having like a sudden direct connection as opposed to like mm-hmm. through a device. Yeah. So you like can remove yourself from the situations lately. Yeah. I'll do dialogue on set with people and we'll have to do like a really serious dialogue talking and they'll look and, go, <laughs> and they'll just like laugh and they'll look away they're like I can't look at you. I'm like look at my nose like or yeah. look at my forehead or yeah, something because yeah. it'll still look like you're looking at me right. but a lot of people have a problem with that. Yeah. It's kind of actually been good. Like this podcast for me has kind of forced me to sit down without mm-hmm. my phone and talk to people for extended periods of time, yeah. which I almost never really get to do. That's true. Because I mean, when I'm on set, you know, I'm running around doing a million things mm-hmm. and barking orders or whatever. Yeah. So it's actually nice. It's um, I feel like it's almost like helped me revamp my conversational skills. Yeah. You know, because That's so like true. I had I don't know kind of lost because I'm the same way too where like if someone calls me mm-hmm. I like don't want to pick up like my and first like, why is someone calling thought, me <laughs> yeah my first thought is something went wrong mm-hmm. I'm in trouble that's mm-hmm. my first thought like especially if a client calls me I'm in trouble I did something wrong like instantly I'm like what did I do wrong what did I do wrong mm-hmm. like it's just and they'll be calling because it's easier to call me than to text something you know what yeah. I mean and it's something real quick and I'm like why do I fucking trip out like that mm-hmm. but it's it's true it's like I don't want to answer the phone and like yeah. talk to somebody on the phone yeah I'm the same when someone rings my doorbell I'm like who's ringing my doorbell <laughs> why is there someone at my house yeah. you know it's an Amazon package or something yeah, yeah, but yeah. still I'm like why is there someone here it's <laughs> so crazy or if someone's calling me I'm like why would someone call and a lot of times like oh you have an appointment tomorrow we're just calling to confirm yeah, I'm like yeah. oh okay like it's like a very irrational thing I, I know like, I don't want to answer my phone what am I going to say yeah right yeah I know it's crazy mm-hmm. um so going back to I just want to go back to the YouTube comments really quickly because mm-hmm. I just find 
like so I recently kind of upped my YouTube channel mm-hmm. um, and I put all these podcasts on it and yeah. I tried doing some video blogging which I told you about and I want to get to your AVN video mm-hmm. um, but the comments on YouTube I've noticed above and beyond all other social media platforms are so fucking rude they're the worst they're the worst why mm-hmm. are they so bad I think it's because YouTube is the platform that more people use than anything. It's international, you know, just... Mm -hmm. So just, like, bigger numbers. There's bigger numbers because, I mean, you see some videos on YouTube that have 700 million views Mm -hmm. or something. Like, you don't see that on Instagram. Yeah, that's true. There's so many more users. And um, now, like, I don't have cable. And I think a lot of millennials are like, what's the point of cable when I can have Netflix and YouTube? Yeah, I agree. It's just, it's more entertaining. It's Mm -hmm. more real. It's not censored as much, even though YouTube is really starting to censor a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think everybody goes to YouTube now to, like, watch everything, especially people that are, you know, under 50 years old. Like, Mm -hmm. everybody's on YouTube. Yeah. And I think just so much that people are on their phones and not interacting with other people, that they want attention and they want to talk to someone so bad, they just create these crazy comments, mm-hmm. you know, just so someone will comment back. Yeah. Or someone will thumbs it up or thumbs it down, and then it's like almost this rush. You know, when you make a comment and mm-hmm. people are so enraged with it that you have people agreeing with you and not, and you have this big thing, so for 15 minutes you're in this big argument and this is like rush that comes over them because suddenly you have like power over a conversation when probably in your day-to-day life you don't feel like you have that never yeah you know they're always on their computer or at home or not really doing a whole lot so i think people is like a cry for attention yeah Mm -hmm. there's this one guy so nicole aniston's uh video podcast has the highest number of all of my videos it has Uh like seventeen thousand views which is significantly more than most of my videos Uh um and i actually noticed that when you because i was like why is that getting so many hits? And then I went and I like Googled Nicole Anderson on YouTube and that's the first video that comes up. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. But anyway, so <laughs> the reason I bring that up is that hers is the one that I have to comment, delete the most amount of comments from yeah. because hers is the most viewed. Yeah. And there's this one guy who's obsessed with the fact that I guess she won't swallow cum. I don't know anything about this. I've never asked her. Mm-hmm. But like he's obsessed with it and it's very upsetting to him. And he's commented multiple times on my account about like how she's a stuck up bitch who won't swallow cum and why won't she swallow cum and I'll like ban him and then he'll get another username and come back on and start complaining about how she won't swallow like this guy is like just obsessed with her swallowing gum why doesn't he just watch someone who swallows cum I because it has to be Nicole Nicole <laughs> has to swallow the cum like otherwise it doesn't count I don't know but it's just so funny this guy's so obsessed with it and I'm constantly having to like fucking delete his comments because he just yeah. keeps coming back yeah if someone doesn't want to swallow come they don't have to yeah like because there's plenty of girls who do you yeah. can just watch them I yeah know. there's there's some crazy people that are just even on my youtube channel when i'll do like i don't do porn vlogs you know mm-hmm. like the avn ones i do mm-hmm. but it's just kind of we're at um, yeah yeah, yeah. It's like an behind adult the scenes con- kind of convention thing. but yeah. usually it's just like travel and yeah. eating or whatever it's usually like funny stuff um but people will be like you know you need to shut the fuck up and just take off your clothes and take dick. Like, why? No one cares. Like, no one cares, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yes, they do. Mm-hmm. You know, because some of my videos have, like, hundreds of thousands of views, mm-hmm. you know, and people, that's how I've had the most connection with people. Mm-hmm. People watch my daily life, and then they start getting me on Twitter, and, like, my three biggest fans that support me on social media and on webcam now are people that have found 
my YouTube channel first. Mm. They're like, I watch your YouTube stuff and I feel like we could be friends in real life. You're so yeah. relatable and cool yeah, yeah, yeah. and like chill and you have a great personality that I just want to hang out with you. Mm-hmm. You know, so they come hang out with me on webcam and we have like, we'll play really funny games. Like, um, I'll play a song. We have to guess like, who's the artist? Like, I'm going to play 90s music today. Who's in the 90s music? I'm like, whoever names the artist will get a prize or, you yeah. know, something like that. And it's like, we get to hang out and also I'm working at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it makes things really fun when you have that little connection with people yeah and that's why i love youtube but yeah some of the comments are just like wow yeah like, how'd you even come up with that and a what, lot of them what are like, do you so do you find that the most most often you get the comment which is just take your clothes off and like stop talking or do yeah you find or just like shut up suck a dick like you should just if you open your mouth or that there should be a dick in it uh <laughs> things you know what i mean stuff yeah. like that where i'm like that's original i haven't heard that one before right um a lot of people will be like, oh, you're a whore and you're going to hell. Or you right. need Jesus. I get those ones too. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but some are crazy. Like, so I'm like, I hope you and your whole family dies. And like, all these things. I'm like, why are you talking about my family? You don't even know them. Like, that's a crazy thing to say. Yeah. You know? Like, I don't people even know. People are really angry. They're really angry They're so about angry. sex because yes. they have such like serious hangups around it. Yeah. It's an issue that most people are obsessed with in one mm-hmm. way or the other. Yeah. They're obsessed with trying not to be obsessed about it. They're obsessed with it because they're obsessed with it. And it's mm-hmm. just like, yeah. It's just, it's crazy. Yeah. But I think it goes back to like how I was raised. Like, I was afraid to have sex and I was afraid to show my body. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people feel like oh, that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it's not talked about in school mm-hmm. that. You know, most people are like, oh, abstinence, you never have sex. You just don't have sex. I'm like, okay, come on now. Like, yeah. when I was 16 in class, I was doing this because I was so horny all the time. Yeah. I'm like, I need something inside of me now. <laughs> and I think a lot of kids feel that way. Mm-hmm. So let's teach these kids, like, hey, you know, uh, sexually transmitted infections and diseases are super, super common. This is how you can protect yourself from getting pregnant, from spreading disease. You know, if you're going to do it, let's just be really safe about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, have respect in yourself and only, you know, do with people who respect you too. Mm-hmm. You know, it should just be like very, very normal. You know, I think sex is like eating. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, we need to have good eating habits. We need to have good sex habits as well. Yeah. And how can we promote it as a healthy lifestyle thing Mm -hmm. not this forbidden oh you're going to hell or you're a sinner or you're a slut or you're a playboy you know it shouldn't be so derogatory towards people it's just it's all messed up especially here in the united states you know other places in europe i mean they have their issues too but it's a lot more like oh whatever we have sex with everybody you know it doesn't matter yeah i know the u.s is really um really rigid about all that kind of stuff it was Mm -hmm. interesting i was listening to um I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about how the failure of the sexual educational system and how we try to, in a way, like overly protect our children. Mm-hmm. Because when you're talking about when kids are going through puberty, especially boys, especially, and they have these insane yeah. hormone yeah. spikes, you know, and, and that's when their body is changing and that's mm-hmm. when they're starting to awaken sexually. And that's mm-hmm. the time that you're going to like, tell them that they should be ashamed of sex, that they shouldn't learn anything about sex, that sex is bad. Like, mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It really yeah. fucks with people's heads. Yeah, and then people wonder why they act out. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's just crazy. It mm-hmm. just seems to me to be so obvious. Yeah. But it's just like this battle we constantly have to fight with ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know? And I mean, and I grew up, obviously, the daughter of pornographers, and I always knew what they did. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was exposed to porn at an early age, not by them, I totally stole 
their shit because <laughs> I was a fucking kid and I was curious and mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But I mean, they never raised me with a sense of shame about sex or sexuality. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my mom put me on birth control at 16. Yeah. Because she knew I had a, you know, a, my first boyfriend, like long-term boyfriend. She knew we were having sex. She was stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they told me about condoms. And um, and I feel like I have a pretty healthy sex life. Like, I didn't yeah. lose my virginity particularly early. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, like, one boyfriend through high school. Mm-hmm. Um, I went a little crazy in college, but who doesn't? Everybody does. I've never had uh, an STD ever in my life. That's great. And I've never gotten pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know? High five. Thanks, girl. Yeah. Good for me. <laughs> Good for you. But that's, and your parents were open, and they are honest. Yeah. They are honest with you. Mm-hmm. Be honest with your children. And mm-hmm. I don't know, just about, like, real life. Like, when I moved out of my house, like, real life really hit me in the face, man. Like, that was really, really hard. Like, not just, like, sexually, but just, like, what the real world actually is. Like, why can't we just be honest with our children? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't have any children, but maybe one day. It's like, teach them that, hey, this is how finance works. And this is, like, you know, like, everything that you really need, like, to be prepared for life. I I was thinking, I was talking to somebody the other day about how in school, why the fuck don't they have, like, base, like, adulting 101, right? Teach someone how to, like, open a checking account, how to balance their checkbook, Mm -hmm. how to pay their taxes, Mm -hmm. how to, like... Manage your credit score. Yeah, I mean, just, like, basic shit. I mean, people don't, like... I can't tell you how many, <laughs> since it's tax season, um, you know, like all 1099 girls, mm-hmm. um, because I pay them the day of, I can't tell you how many like letters I get from the IRS from models who like haven't paid their taxes in God knows how long, mm-hmm. and they want me to put a lien on like their salary. Now, these like models don't work for me on salary, so yeah. it's not something that I actually ever need to be concerned about, but like mm-hmm. I get these every year. I get tons of these, and I'm like, and I know some people that have just like never paid their taxes. I'm yeah, like, me too. What, what planet do you live on? I don't know. Like, how do you not pay? You know that like the government's gonna find you, right? Yeah. And you, like, people are like, oh, it's fine. I just won't do it. I'm like, how do you run an apartment? Yeah. How do you buy a house? How do you live your life? Like, if because if you don't do all these things, like unfortunately, it is kind of a game, but you have to play the game. And yeah. if you learn how to play, it's really easy. Yeah, you know, just follow the rules in life, and you know, you can actually build a really great life for yourself. Yeah. And I understand when I was younger, I'm like, oh, screw the man, I want to live in the mountains and just like live off the land. But like, come on now, like I yeah. like running water and electricity and being yeah, warm, right? Exactly. And I like going to the grocery store and not having to forage for my own food. Yeah. And do you like driving down the street and not like going yeah. through tons of potholes? Like, you know, I mean, yeah. You like library. You like that you're able to pick out 10 different breads at the grocery store because, you know, our taxes pay for something. And people just don't really realize our tax system. Yes, it's messed up. Yeah. But we live better than 99% of the world does. Yes. And I don't know if people just don't know other cultures. And I think a lot of people haven't traveled and been to third world countries before. But, you know, you have to kind of open your eyes and, you know, just Read up on things. Do your yeah. own research, you know? The internet is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can kind of figure out what life is other places. Yeah. And be grateful for what we have here. Now, you've traveled quite a bit, right? Um, I mean, not really. I've been, I've been to pretty much every state 
in the U.S. Uh-huh. And then I've been to Canada and Mexico, Costa Rica, Jamaica, like okay. just like places like that. Okay, so yeah. you've been like a outside bit. of the U.S. Yeah, I've been outside of the U.S. Yeah, yeah. but I've also been to some southern cities in the U.S. that it's like a whole different situation. Mm. You know, like these little places in Louisiana mm-hmm. that have like you know not very much. Or I mean, I grew up. I was born in Maryland, but when I was 12 or 13, they moved me to Montana. Mm-hmm. And there are cities in Montana that have like 5,000 people. Like you drive through Montana, you don't see a gas station or even a house for four hours. You're just mm-hmm. in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And it's completely different to, because most people live in cities. What is it, like 65% of people or 70% of people now live in major cities? Something like that. Something like that. And, uh, it's really, really different when you go to these little podong towns. Like the mentality of people is different, mm-hmm. how they live is different. I'm not saying that it's bad at all, but it's a very different world. Mm. You know, or even going down to Mexico where these people don't have walls. They yeah. literally have straw roofs. They don't have running water. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of places are like that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's bad either, but. I mean, is that the life that you want to live or do you like the life you live here? Even if you are a low-income person, you still usually have a roof over your head mm-hmm. and food in your belly, mm-hmm. you know, so. No, I mean, there's people who live in countries where they like have to forage, they like live in dumps in dump sites and yeah. forge through trash to mm-hmm. find food yeah. and things to sell to mm-hmm. support themselves. It's insane. I yeah. mean, I remember, I've I've traveled a lot. And I think the most amount of um, like poverty that I saw in one place is probably South Africa, mm-hmm. and that was that was brutal. I mean, yeah. to drive like through the shanty towns and just I mean that was an eye opener to think mm-hmm. like holy shit, you know, yeah. like a lot of people really struggle. Yeah, and something that I try to do every day now. I don't know. I've been on a kick on it. I guess like this year, like 2018, it wasn't necessarily like a New Year's resolution where I'm constantly trying to notice things that I have and be grateful for them. Mm -hmm. So like the other day, it's like, this is super random. Like I was, it was the morning and I was getting up and I was getting dressed to go to the gym and I was in my bedroom and my boyfriend was still in bed. Mm -hmm. I needed a cup of coffee. We were just chatting and I just had this moment where I'm like, how fucking lucky am I that I have a man that I love in a house that I love and I have a bedroom that I like and I have money to go to the gym. I have legs that can run on the treadmill. Yeah. Like sometimes like just stupid things like that when I'm running on the treadmill and I like want to die and I want to get off and I'm like I fucking hate this shit. Mm-hmm. I'll be like you should be so grateful that you have two legs that you can run on a treadmill and you mm-hmm. can get fucking tired. Yeah. You know, so I think that when you start to see life that way, mm-hmm. it really changes your perspective because yeah. I think gratitude is one of the most important things that we can have. Yes. And I think it's something that a lot of people don't have. We're always mm-hmm. looking at we're always looking at what we don't have and what we, rather than what we do have. Yes. And the mainstream media sells us that all the time. They're like, you mm. need this yeah. in order to be beautiful or you need to wear this in order for people to like you or, you know, it's just mm-hmm. like we're constantly being sold this idea that like what we have is not enough and we need more and more and more. Yeah. You know, with that consumerism constantly pushing us. And um, a lot of us, what we have is enough. Yeah. It's like more than enough. Mm-hmm. And um, and I remember being younger and thinking like, I re- I remember distinctly in high school I had a old Dodge Ram pickup, 
And um, I mean, it was cool, but it was like not that cool. Mm-hmm. And there was this girl in my high school. She was one of like the richer kids. And it's so funny that at the time I thought this was so cool because it's even not even that nice of a car. But she had a Ford Expedition. <laughs> and I just thought, I literally remember thinking to myself, if I had a Ford Expedition, my life would be perfect. Mm-hmm. Everything would be good if I just had a Ford Expedition. If I had a black Ford Expedition, mm-hmm. I would be happy. Yeah. And I got a black Ford Expedition. And mm-hmm. guess what? It you didn't are. make me happy. Yeah. Because materialistic things will never make you happy. No, they won't. Mm-hmm. But it, it doesn't mean I won't still like try to like buy yeah. shit. You know what I mean? For sure, yeah. And I think that's what a lot of media tells you. It's like, oh, you can find happiness if you have this shade of lipstick. Mm-hmm. Or you can find happiness if you have this outfit. Or you go to this restaurant. And mm-hmm. These things, they try to sell you all these things. But um, I don't know if you've ever done psychedelics before. Oh, but <laughs> yeah. It really, when really, I was 15, I did acid like every weekend over the summer. <laughs> I really think that that's... Um, you're very lucky, you know, in that sense, because I've done psychedelics in my life and they really, really changed my view and opinion on life. And I remember I did mushrooms a lot when I was in college. And I remember waking up the next day and going outside and just looking up at the trees and going, oh my God, I cannot believe I'm alive right now. Like, I can't believe that I am this person. I'm healthy. I'm strong. I have this great life. I didn't have like $10 in my bank account at this point. I'm Mm -hmm. like a broke college kid. Like, it's so beautiful outside. Mm -hmm. And I can go walk to the farmer's market and the trees are blooming and it's just gorgeous. And like, this is the life that we have been gifted, Mm -hmm. you know? And now I even wake up, like, it's been kind of cold in LA and I walked to the store this morning because I wanted to get a tea. And we're walking outside and just standing there because the sun was hitting my face. I'm like, oh, I'm so lucky to live in the place that I live right now and just feeling the warmth on my skin. Mm -hmm. Just being like, not a lot of people even stop and realize that. You know, like what the air smells like Mm -hmm. and what the trees look like. Or little, you know, little kids and their dogs running around and playing and Mm -hmm. like all the joy that's surrounding you. They Mm -hmm. always look on the negative. It's like really take time, live slower and appreciate every single moment of your day. Because then maybe you'll be two hours in traffic. You're like, oh, this really, really sucks. But you can remember your morning and how wonderful it was. Or even going home. And being able to just sit and lay on the couch with my man and Mm -hmm. turning on Netflix and like eating a meal and just being cuddled up. I'm like, I'm so lucky that I get to come home to someone who loves me and that I love and being able to make a wonderful meal and just sit on a couch and watch TV. Like I have that luxury, Mm -hmm. you know? So a lot of times we'll be like, oh, I want more in my life. I want more in my life. I'm like, how lucky are we? to live the life that we live. And each stage that I've been alive, you know, being a broke college kid to now, which my life is extremely different now, I felt very blessed the entire time. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I think, yeah, really noticing, you know, your surroundings and being appreciative. Yeah. Yeah, it's very life-changing. I feel like psychedelics really helped me in that way. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I definitely had, like, very profound moments of realization when I was Mm -hmm. using psychedelics. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know if it changed my view overall. Mm-hmm. Maybe it did, and I just didn't know it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's actually interesting because for me, like, it was actually more because, you know, I was like, I mean, a lot of people know this, but I was an alcoholic for years and I mm-hmm. had like a serious drinking problem. Uh-huh. And then um, I first got sober 10 years, 11 years ago. And um, it was actually in sobriety that I found that appreciation and that gratitude for life because before mm-hmm. I was you know I was not dealing with my issues and yeah. I was bearing everything with you know 
alcohol, mm-hmm. and um, I was I was never like in the moment. I was never there. Mm-hmm. Like I always felt removed from my life. Mm-hmm. And so when I finally got sober and started to feel better and started to like feel myself again, and I don't know, just be present in life. Like mm-hmm. that's when I started to like see all of these things and where the gratitude really took yeah. effect for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, girl. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> I, uh, I can relate. Um, I used to be a very, very heavy drinker as well. And uh, the thing that changed my life is I got evicted from my house. I lived in a park. And uh, Zach, I remember, got a little job wow. washing dishes when we were in Eugene. And uh, we managed to get a storage unit because I was able, like, if you signed up, you get like three months for free or uh-huh. something. And then you started to have to pay for it. And so I would, I had my old beat up Kia that was barely running. Sometimes it would shut down and I had my cat, my old cat with me too. And so we packed up whatever we could in like the trunk of the car and put everything else in this tiny little storage unit. And I would drive and sit at the park until someone would be like, oh, you can't be here or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I remember like waking up and just like looking into the park. I'm like, what am I doing? You know, like it's so beautiful summertime. I'm Mm -hmm. like, this is the most beautiful park I've ever seen. And, you know, I'm so young. I'm, like, wasting my life, you know. Mm-hmm. And that really, like, changed everything. You're just, just like, in that moment. In that moment, just wow. waking up. And I remember, like, I should feel really sad. And I felt nothing but happiness. Where I was just, like, I couldn't afford to drink anymore, you know. Because mm-hmm. I was literally living out of my car. And just feeling just wow, I'm so lucky to just be alive. And after that, it was just like I went from nothing to holding a job for a really long time, waiting tables, webcamming, building up my life to this, what I have now, which is completely different. But sometimes I don't even know. I'm like, am I even happier? I'm very happy now, Mm -hmm. but am I happier now that I'm in this situation or has my happiness just came from the people who surrounded me and what I was doing with my life? Mm -hmm. Because I always feel more happy when I just get to wake up and me and Zach get to make breakfast mm-hmm. and then go sit in the sunshine and things mm-hmm. like that, just like the real life things. Mm-hmm. So that's like something you really have to think about is, oh, well, is being more successful going to make you happy? Yeah. Or what level of success is going to make you happy? Or is it just happiness really just sounds really cheesy, but it comes from within. Yeah. Loving yourself and loving the people who surround you and just really creating that unit Um of love, I guess. Yeah, I know what you mean because it's like for me with every new endeavor that I do that maybe is successful, like, you know, and I get that same thinking that I did with that Ford Explorer mm-hmm. um, or the Expedition. Um, I'll be like, if I just get this job or if this just takes off, like, I'll be happy, you know, mm-hmm. and it never really fulfills that. And then I'm yeah. on to the next thing and the next thing, which in a way it's like, good for me in my career because I'm always doing new stuff and I'm mm-hmm. constantly like hustling and yeah um but also too it's it's I do it I have a very hard time balancing my work with um my regular life like mm-hmm. that finding that balance is very hard for me because like yeah. work is I'm so obsessive about work and I have been um like my whole life and my identity's wrapped up in who I am mm-hmm. and you know and and actually this weekend um because it's been a little bit slower lately. Like I haven't had as many shoots in the last couple of weeks. I have more towards the middle and end of this month. But like, like Sunday, I literally like didn't. I mean, there's always things I could do, but I didn't really have to do anything, and it was weird. Mm-hmm. And I kept, I was trying to talk to myself because I was like, "What am I going to do today?" I'm like, "You don't have to do anything." Mm-hmm. And and honestly, for me, not doing anything is so hard. 
Yeah. It's so hard for me to turn off. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, it's something that I'm definitely, like, striving for. So that's kind of, like, my new thing is finding that balance between life and work and yeah. recognizing that just work isn't going to make me happy. Yeah. Do you ever feel like it's, like, I feel the more I work, the more I want to work. The more I yeah. get on this stride where I'm like, oh, I'm doing all these big things. It'll go like sometimes two, three months while I have like three or four days off. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I'm just killing it. I'm hustling. You know, I'm doing really good. And, you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm making so much money and I'm saving up for my future and I'm just getting ahead. And then I get a day off and I'm like, I'm worthless. I'm not doing anything. Oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. what am I doing with my life? Yeah. Is this even what I should be doing? Because you just get that whole like, you haven't thought about anything for so long because you've been work, 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 mm-hmm. work, hustle, 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 doing all the things, you know, making moves, whatever you're doing. Yeah. And then you get a day off and you're not doing anything. And you're like, what am I, what am I doing? Like, yeah. holy cow, who am I? Like, you know what I mean? It <laughs> yeah. almost gets this to that. existential like, crisis. <laughs> I do. I get existential crisis all the time. And sometimes I'll just sit there and cry. Not sad, but just let out all the emotion. Yeah. I'm just working for so much and not working for so much, working so much mm-hmm. and just like, wow, that was really intense. Like, I need to take more time off. Yeah. But I'm also a workaholic and I love working. Mm-hmm. But then I try to think, well, what is, what's the best time I've had in the last year? Mm-hmm. And right now, the best time I've had in this year, even though we're only in March, is the day after AVN ended. And then me and Zach went and got Mexican food and hung out in the sunshine and then drove home together like, that was my favorite day so far this year. Wow. You know, doing that. Like, yeah. That was awesome because we got like great food and we hung yeah. out together and we just talked about not anything adult related or mm-hmm. business related. Like those are usually my the times that stand out in my head and mm-hmm. like the greatest times that I have. So I'm definitely with you. I need to find a better balance for sure because I get obsessed with work mm-hmm. and it's almost, it gives me like this high, this buzz where I just yes. love it. Um, but I also need to realize who I am as a person and live my life that way as well. Finding a balance can be tricky. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. that's something that a lot of people struggle with these Mm -hmm. days. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, speaking of Mm Avian, uh, you did this really cute video when you were there, like this, like dance Mm-hmm. Would, did you just go up to like everyone and you're like, okay, do a stupid dance and then you'd film it and then you'd like speed it up, right? Yeah, well, um, I was doing my AVN video this year and I was like, you know what? I see all these AVN videos like, oh, look at all these hot girls. Yeah, what do you like about sex? And what do you yeah. like this? I'm like, oh, it's so cheesy and yes. I hate it. And like, I know all these people, yeah. you know, like, yes, I've had sex with most of them, but like I know them on like a deeper level a yeah. little bit because we were on set and we mm-hmm. hang out for, you know, multiple hours. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, a lot of these girls are really funny. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these girls have great personalities. I'm like, hey, do you want to just like awkward dance with me for like 10 seconds and just be in my YouTube video? They're like, I would actually love that because I've been standing here for two hours and people just like telling me what sex scenes they like, which mm-hmm. is great. You know, yeah. we love the fans, but you want to just let loose for a second? Yeah. So I just went up to people. I'm like, would you like to awkward dance? Or if you don't want to, I can awkward dance with you, but just be cheesy. Like, I don't want you to be sexy. Yeah. Just like yeah. let loose and have a good time. And most people were like, hell yeah. yeah. Like, awesome. Especially like Alexis Fox. Oh my gosh. She was like <laughs> ninja hilarious. kicking yeah, and like doing that. all this crazy great. stuff. That was great. 
And so, I mean, I just got as much as I possibly could. And I mean, I watched it. I'm just like, this is awesome. Like, I like stuff like this. Yeah, I love that video. I thought it was so cute. I think, oh, yeah, because you. it's unexpected, you know, when yeah. it's funny and you're showing a different side to these girls. Because yeah. you're right, it's always like, you know, videos of like girls signing at booths and then they're like twerking for the camera. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, like winking and like licking. It's just like mm-hmm. overly done. Just it like, is. And like, yes, they are sexy. And yeah, and that's why they're there. Everything. It is a porn convention. For so. sure. But like, these girls are not just sex. Yeah. You know, these girls are hilarious. And these girls have personalities and they have dreams and they do other things. And it's just like, get to know them for who they actually are, mm-hmm. you know? Because like, I don't know, some girls will tell me like, oh, I played this instrument or I just do that. I'm like, that's amazing. Yeah. Or uh, Honey Gold speaks like, Four or five different languages. Really? Or, yeah, something. Have you had her on? I've never shot her. So interesting. She's dropped it gorgeous. Yeah, she's very pretty. I loved her expo speech. Yes, that me was too. Really it moving. was really, really great. Yeah. But talking to her, I'm like, wow, you're such an interesting person mm-hmm. that I wish every girl would have a YouTube channel and just like be who they are and show mm-hmm. their personality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's actually, that's what I love about this podcast. Cause yeah. obviously like I've worked with all of these girls and I've spent 10 hours with them on set. Mm-hmm. But like I said before, like I don't really talk to them, you know, mm-hmm. I've never like, so this has been great. I've been able to like sit down and have a conversation with people and really get to know who they are and their passions and their dreams. And I always like learn new shit. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling you, um, I learned from Bridget B what mukbang was, mm-hmm. which is watching people eat on TV. And then you were telling me what ASMR is. ASMR. Wait. AS asthma. <laughs> A- ASMR. You have to check out what ASMR is. What is ASMR? It's just like really satisfying sounds and things that people do that is just really satisfying, like whispering. Whispering satisfying. Yeah, but there's a whole bunch of stuff that's like ASMR. Just look it up on YouTube. And it's like a huge thing. There's millions and millions of views on YouTube about ASMR. Okay. Yeah. You should do like a whole ASMR podcast. Where <laughs> <laughs> you like just take like a deck of cards and just you know, just yeah, like yeah, make yeah. that sound. It's yeah. all those things where people are like, oh, like it's so satisfying oh to hear. God. Or like, um, if you ever have like a takeout or um, like a maker- microwavable dinner or something, mm-hmm. and you peel off the film of the plastic, like that wow. sound. Like it's all these like sounds and things that are just like satisfying. God. The internet is a crazy place. It is. It is amazing. It is. Well, thank you, Abigail, so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Um, Can you tell everybody where they can find you on social media? Yeah, so on social, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, Ms. Abigail Mack. My Instagram will be up soon, I promise. Um, I also have a backup Instagram. It's just Abby Mack times two. You can look me up on YouTube. Just look up Abigail Mack, and I'm on there as well. Awesome. Do you have a website as well? I do have a website, but I do more OnlyFans and okay. clip sites now. So you can find me on OnlyFans and ManyVids.com. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. And you guys can find me at Holly Randall on Instagram and on Twitter. And if you want to support this podcast, you can go to Patreon.com slash Holly Randall Unfiltered. Um, I do a lot of cool giveaways. Abigail signed a bunch of prints for some of my supporters. And um, I got books and DVDs and all kinds of cool stuff. So thank you all so much. And we'll see you next week. Well, if you thought Abigail Mack was that typical, approachable girl next door, you were right. Despite her beautiful face, amazing body, and dynamic sex scenes, she really is just a regular girl like you and me. 
if you are a girl, I don't know, you might be a guy listening to this, then you wouldn't be able to relate. But you know what I mean. Um, always a pleasure to see Abigail. She is a great girl and she's always um, a pleasure to be around and she's just somebody that we all love dearly. So thank you so much, Abigail, for coming on Holly Randall Unfiltered. Next week in the studio, we're going to have Casey Calvert. Casey is a gorgeous porn star who does a lot of S&M and fetish stuff. She's got some pretty crazy stories because she is definitely one of those pain sluts who likes to do really extreme scenes. And um, I'm always fascinated by those kinds of people and what you know, get some going and why they're into fetish and why they like the pain and the bondage and all that kind of stuff. So Casey's going to talk about all of that. So make sure that you tune in next week for Casey Calvert on Holly Randall Unfiltered. 